0: This is Joshua Palmer, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen... Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by RosterWatch.com. I'm Alex Dunlap here, of course, with the Trash Man. Uh, sorry for not getting a podcast out on Thursday at a minor minor pet emergency. Didn't have to do with Trash Man's little pug running around on camera as usual with a little kitty cat belonging to my daughter. And thanks to all of our subscribers at RosterWatch.com for the fact that I. I <laughs> I was somehow able to pay a vetville for for an emergency surgery for a cat that must must have swallowed a swallowed a lego or something like that tough scene around here trash me what the hell's going on with you, brother uh you know just uh wearing off my cocaine
1: bear hangover oh did you see that yeah <laughs>
0: We can't get much into it, but is it good? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm. 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 I'm definitely interested in in, in seeing Cocaine Bear for sure. Was, was the theater pretty packed? Yeah, it was. It was um, I'm pretty sure it was a
1: sold out showing. <laughs> That's so I mean, awesome. It, it does. It does for Cocaine and Bears what Snakes on a Plane did for Snakes and Planes. <laughs> well,
0: I I think I'm. Uh, yeah, I think I, I I think I'm more interested in the in the cocaine's and the bears than I am in the snakes <laughs> and the plains for sure. Um, all right, so a bunch to go over today. I'll be heading out on Monday to go to the combine. Um, we've gone through some of our storylines and off season um, narratives for every division in the NFL so far, except for the AFC North and the AFC West. So we'll go through those. Also, have a breakdown on Jordan Addison, the wide receiver transfer from Pitt to u s c and I'll be really interested to hear how trashman sort of after this initial evaluation has him chalked up to me, I feel like i'm in a spot where i'm in a sort of a wait and see mode as to where i'm going to have him amongst these top guys uh, I think a lot having to do with how he how he weighs at the at the at the combine um, with that being said uh we have <laughs> so. Mark Carsfield saying Trashman looks like a referee. I was telling him before the show he looks like Rob Lowe when he wore that NFL hat to the Super Bowl. (laughs) It's his vintage. Trashman, you might actually, you always say that you could beat these NFL players in races, you could tackle them (laughs) and stuff. None of that's true, but you could probably be as good a referee as half of these jackasses. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, But hey, before we we get to this, uh, Trashman, there's two bits of NFL news. I just wanted to ask you about, just get your thoughts on. Did you see the stuff about from the Athletic saying that uh, Russell Wilson, while, while he was in Seattle, was was demanding that Pete Carroll and John Schneider get fired? No, I didn't see that. What, like, what do you what do you think of that? Does this just go to show that Pete Carroll and John Schneider were just right at every turn about Russell Wilson?
1: Or, I mean, I just think they have a different philosophy about
0: offense. My philosophy is that Russell Wilson stinks and he's too short. <laughs> I mean,
1: Russell Wilson was one of the best QBs in the NFL for, for years. I mean, I mean it's, it, it's it's hard to deny that he was...
0: At, it's hard to rub point, the stink off of last is he, year. That
1: is, at one point, he was a very talented player. It's just, well, you know, when you have a guy who is a little bit shorter, you know, when they lose some athleticism, um, it's hard to... It's hard
0: to mitigate how wild to call for your coach and GM to be fired while you're still there. <laughs> I mean, that that's unbelievable. Um, and then the, uh, he apparently came out and denied this. Uh, but you know, I, 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 I believe the athletic, I think that he's that kind of, he's that kind of dude. Um, the other thing was, I, another thing I saw in the athletic was they were doing the off season sort of roundup for the lions and the writer for the athletic said, um, in the running back section, just let me, let me just read this. Um, so he's his thoughts. Jamal Williams and a healthy Deandre Swift could be a quality backfield in this league, especially when you consider the offensive line paving the way for them. That's why Detroit running backs ranked 10th in the league. Okay. So I don't, I, I, I don't know what metric that is. League ranked 10th. What does that even mean?
1: <laughs> <I know. laughs>
0: okay. So that's, that's uh that's a, That's something else that – so I'm clicking on it. I guess the Athletic ranked all these teams from 1 to 32 at at the various positions, and the Lions ranked ranked 10th. Okay. Okay. So even if we assume Jamal Jamal Williams, who is a free agent, returns, Swift's rookie contract ends after the 2023 season. I'm not sure there's a future between the two sides, given the Swift's injury history and the money he'd likely want. Positional value might explain the low-priority ranking, but I'd personally raise that number a few notches. So he says that it's only a two out of 10, as far as priority, the Lions have a good thing going, but it could be better if they draft a young back. So people are talking now for the Detroit lions, the beats have coalesced in saying that they're going to bring back Jamal Williams. Now what they're gonna have to pay Jamal Williams is probably gonna be kind of high considering his agent's going to say, you're bringing back last year's touchdown rushing touchdown leader. Um, but for people inside the beat that sit in that locker room and think about this team so much and everything, like have the connections on the team saying that the, the, the there's there's not a future. Well, like what was that exact? Like I thought that was concerning. The exact um, we said, I'm not sure there's a future between the two sides. Does that concern like you? Like my last all?
1: girlfriend, huh?
0: <laughs> Does that concern you at all? Like as far as on our dynasty rankings, I don't have them pulled up, but I've been consistently saying, man, DeAndre Swift. Yeah, I'm not sure that he needs to be somebody that we're talking about in this like top 15 picks of a of, of a of a dynasty draft. We had moved him down. That's kind of against consensus, right? Do, do you? I mean, well, the thing
1: know, is, I mean, like the him not playing on the Lions isn't the death
0: of DeAndre Swift, you know? Yeah, that might it might actually not be bad for him, right? That's the kind of thing that I was thinking. So we have him down here. You know, he's only going to be 24 next year, right? Yeah, that's young. I didn't so, realize he was that young. He's got, he was born in 1999, so this is 2023. He'll be, he'll be 24 during, during, the, during this season. So if we kind of just look, though, do you think that his injury history is something that's going to follow him, to his next spot, and another team is just going to be just as reticent to you? Does, does reticent mean hesitant? Is that the same thing? I think it's similar. Reticent. What does reticent mean? How do you spell reticent? R I T I C E N T. I think. Reticent, inclined to keep one's thoughts, feelings, and personal affairs to oneself, restrained or reserved, reluctant or unwilling. Okay, yeah. So will 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 the next team be as be as reticent to start? Uh, using DeAndre Swift in the way that we've always dreamed about him being used with the Lions? Or is is that just the Lions being the damn Lions? Because we have seen this now through – this has been through two different coaching staffs. I mean,
1: we weren't worried about Swift injury history coming into the
0: league. Well, he had a little bit of some stuff. But it wasn't a major – He can't stay healthy in the NFL.
1: I, I mean, either can say
0: Dalvin Cook, or well, the, I mean, people are pissed off with Dalvin Cook. <laughs> I mean, the, you know, there, but, there's. I mean, all, but it doesn't. I, I don't think it'll the, keep him keep him from getting a job somewhere. I mean, I'm not worried about him getting a job. Of course, he's going to get a job somewhere, trash man. What I'm worried about is, like, do we consider the fact that they're saying that he is not, he doesn't have a future in Detroit. So we're like, okay, is dynasty players? Is that actually well? The good thing is, what we didn't that- like, it, what we didn't like about Swift was the fact that he
1: was go- going to go- be going up against Jamal Williams. Um, and so no. him
0: not being in Detroit, he misses games every. He misses games every year.
1: It was a concussion
0: okay. in twenty twenty three. He also had that hip that was bothering him, where we would leave games early. Okay, and- I mean, this might be a new opportunity for him. I feel like. In 2021, it was, a, it was a groin strain. He also had the AC joint strain. 2022, what was it the, in this year? It was a shoulder. Wasn't it an ankle? It's been a lot of different stuff, man. It's I been haven't owned DeAndre Swift for a year or two now. Okay, well, t- trust me, as somebody that has been a few dynasty leagues, and as somebody who's a fantasy analyst, who's my job to monitor these things, I could tell you he's been hurt. it has been a pain to use him, man, and the, and and it's it, it hurts so badly because they were willing to use him in high leverage situations down near the goal line. They were willing to throw him in the football. You know, I mean, he's got the burst. It, well, I like, put him, I'd put boy, him somewhere.
1: I put him somewhere in the realm of an Antonio Gibson then, because I feel that, like they're probably a, a similar profile player at this point.
0: Well, Antonio Gibson is probably ranked like 50 spots lower in, in the in the dynasty top 250. So, I just I think that with DeAndre Swift, we need to start thinking. We need to start thinking about DeAndre Swift more in the same tier as guys like Josh Jacobs, who'll be 25 this year. Javante Williams will be 23 this year. I mean, if we're that, I mean, is is, is that that big a is that that big a stretch to say no? He's 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 not he's not a guy who we need to be taking. In the same area that we're taking guys like Amon Ross, Saint Brown, and Garrett Wilson, you know Travis Etienne, all these other guys. He's more like a guy who, once you get down to the Josh Jacobs and the Devontae Williams of the world, maybe that's when you start thinking about taking a DeAndre Swift because he brings this. He, he brings the same sort of, you know, troublesome spots to his profile as as Devonte Williams. It's kind of a health thing with both of those guys. He brings the same sort of troublesome uns- future uncertainty that Josh Jacobs does. Josh Jacobs has been a great producer. I think that, like, can you make a note in the next Dynasty updates to get DeAndre Swift maybe down more into that sort of tier, given this new uncertainty? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but, the, but does that make sense to you? Like, I don't want to tell you to do something that you don't believe in. I mean, does that make sense to you? Well, I don't care enough about DeAndre Swift right now. Well, but that's the thing trash like our, our, our users care about the Deandre Swift. They want to know how we, no, I'm saying ranks. I don't
1: care enough about him to mince, to mince words on it. Cause I don't know. I have not seen enough of Deandre Swift. That's the problem recently to have a accurate evaluation.
0: Well, that's the problem, right? Is, isn't, isn't that a big problem? There's a guy that's, it's, it's, that people have in their top 10 of overall dynasty players that we have pushed below the top 15 people have him still, in the top 10. Some do. Yeah. I think if you look at the ECR and fantasy pros, he's right there in the top 10 people who are still into Deandre Swift, dude. They haven't given up on him. And I'm not saying that I'm giving up on him. I think he's got awesome talent. I hope for the sake of a lot of my dynasty rosters that he's going to be fine, but I I just I I don't think that we can legitimately be having a conversation about him versus you know him versus these top ten to fifteen guys like we can't be having a conversation about him versus Travis Etienne or Garrett Wilson or Amon Ross St Brown or even like Saquon Barkley who's going to be twenty six this year even with the uncertainty that he faces I think even like Eckler I think I think I'd rather have a twenty eight year old Eckler you know I just Maybe not. I, I I I don't know.
1: And dynasty cer- and cer-
0: certainly not etn. Certainly not any of these young wide receiver studs. I think we need to be thinking about him more like a Josh Jacobs or Javante Williams, both who are going to be twenty three and twenty five, right there in that same age, same kinds of question marks. I think it makes a lot of sense. That's fine. Okay, and then especially, especially with the fact that in in the near term we have. The whole issue with Jamal Williams that everyone's acting like, like, like he's gonna be coming back. We 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 got Cody in the Cody in the chat yelling yelling at your ass, trash man. What up, Cody? Um, all right, let's get onto some of these previews for the divisions. The kind of talk over some of the storylines, some of the things that we're gonna to want to ask these uh, GMs and coordinate these GMs and head coaches. When we get into Indy for these uh, availabilities that start on Tuesday, make sure and stay uh, tuned here on the podcast feed and on YouTube for more of this content. Like I mentioned, we have co- our friend Cody Carpentier in the in the chat. All of a bunch of stuff with Cody, probably over on the player profiler side. We'll be doing our podcasts as regular there from Indy here on the roster watch side, and we'll probably have some that we do on both of those feeds. So it'll be some really good content. Make sure and. Uh, keep up with us for it. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at RosterWatch. All right, Baltimore Ravens, um, as far as their salary cap situation, the Ravens are in good – they're in good shape. They're $26 million over the cap right now. Of course, the big thing hovering over them is what the hell is going to happen with Lamar well, Jackson. <laughs> um new offensive coordinator, Todd, Todd Munkin. How is that going to uh, affect Lamar Jackson? Even if they do keep him, what do you do? Do you franchise? Like we're
1: like, not going to be. Able Tyler ask Huntley's that.
0: up as a free agent as well. Who gives a shit about Tyler Huntley trash? <laughs> I think,
1: I, I think, I think
0: the big. I mean, uh, it just
1: adds, it just adds to, I mean,
0: it, it compounds the situation. So. I think, man, what I think is interesting is with these running backs, um, Kenyon Drake, Justice Hill, uh, set to be free. Set um, to be close to 30 years old. It, yeah. Justice Hill's not set to be close to 30 already, is no, he? No, but Kenyon Drake is. Yeah. Um, and as far as other fantasy relevant Sammy guys, Watkins is. Demarcus Robinson is. Well, I mean, that's kind of interesting. I, I kind of like to ask those guys, what did you think about Demarcus Robinson? Is he anybody that you're interested in? You know, did you see enough out of him to where you're interested in bringing a guy like that back? Um, I, I think for, for, for me, I, I just want to know, I mean, outside of Lamar Jackson stuff, we're going to get so many questions about that and they're not going to answer any of those questions because we know where those two sides are. Lamar Jackson's mom wants him to take the Deshaun Watson contract, mark mark out Deshaun Watson's name, mark out Browns, write in Lamar Jackson, write in Ravens, and just set that contract down and have both sides sign it. And I can understand why. And it's it's why everybody was so pissed off when David Mulgetta did that deal. (laughs) It's just like, Mulgetta, damn it. Like Now now we're we're all beholden to this deal, and these quarterbacks are going to come to us and say, look, my quarterback has had none of these issues that Deshaun Watson has had. He said none of these allegations. He's been a straight shooter for you. He's been a, you know, he's been a league MVP or, you know, whatever these quarterbacks have on their resumes. Right. They've done this and this and this and this and this. And they don't have the anything swirling around them. That's like it's an unbelievably awesome storyline and narrative to be f- following you know it's it's going to be one of the biggest storylines there is so of course all the reporters are going to ask about that what, like what i'm going to creep in there and ask about is like hey man like was jk dobbins last year like was that just kind of like the sort of the kind of getting back to speed year i think we might get a value on jk dobbins next season trash man no if i it, definitely think so if it turns out um if it turns out that you know Maybe this last season was just kind of him getting back up to speed. The question is, was it a was it a, a Gus Edwards just getting back up to speed kind of thing too? And if we're gonna have to deal with this whole this whole situation, right?
1: I mean, even if that is the case, I feel like there'll be an, if it's just the two of
0: them, there'll be plenty to go around, it, dude. And it's all, it's gonna be a Todd Monk in offense. I've always I've always loved targeting players within that scheme. I thought like. I'm not sure what it's going to do for Lamar as a passer, whether, you know, Rashad Bateman is automatically going to break out or all the rest of it. But um, I do think that it's going to be an upgrade there. So when I think about an upgrade, I think about like, you know, a formerly elite prospect that we loved in J.K. Dobbins being sort of somebody that could finally maybe now be in more scoring position. And let me just look. Let's see. So I'm going to look on the new, on the big underdog. Where's well, I'm curious to see where Dobbins is going right now? Oh God. Dude, where do you think JK Dobbins' ADP is right now, trash man? We're we're gonna get him. Is he in the fourth round? No, he's at the six-seven turn. <laughs> we're gonna be getting some 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 JK Dobbins for sure this this year. Um all right, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, as far as the cap space for the Bengals here. They have 3.36 – okay, so they have a bunch of cap space, $36 in cap space. Um, They're – you know, they are – they have a bunch of stuff, man. Uh, They got a bunch of stuff they're going to need to pay for because T. Higgins is going to come due, right? Joe Burrow, of course, is going to be coming due. Um, As far as the free agents – no,
1: really, Hayden,
0: free, notable free
1: agents. I Hayden, mean,
0: Hayden other, Hurst, Hayden, P. Perine. I mean, well, I guess Hayden Hurst. He's going to be thirty. Sam, P. Ryan and Travion Williams. So yeah. that's that's just interesting. Just another year of the you know another year of the Joe Mixon hype. I think that probably what they'll do is they'll bring Samaje P. Ryan back real cheap. They seem to like him. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any. I don't really have any questions that I think the Bengals would even ask of me. I think that. I, I, I do think that um, Joe Goodberry has brought up this interesting point on, on Twitter Who's a, you know Joe Goodberry's been on the podcast, he's been a friend of the show like how he's talked about how the offense would, would probably run better if they could have an elite just have an elite tight end, who they could then um, use more in the use more in the passing game, use in a more diversified way, and kind of maybe just move on from Tyler Boyd. What I mean, I'd say I'd say the offense works pretty well as is. Um, Fair enough. I I I I kind of like the idea of them just adding a real good, trusty tight end for Joe Burrow, though. You know, having those two alpha wide receivers and this just and just for fantasy would make our projections bring, a lot. Bringing bringing in Gusecki. In, um, do you, Oh gosh, yeah, that would be great. That would I would love that. Um, okay, Cleveland. So what what is what is cle- Oh dude, I, I just I just where 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 are you now on Kareem Hunt? I mean is the, is the shine finally worn off of him enough to where just people just aren't excited about Kareem Hunt in in in, in, in dynasty anymore? Is that just the case? What's he going to be 27? I, he'll be 20 he's g- going to be 28. Oh geez. well he's 27 and a half right now. Okay, so he'll be he'll be 28 during the season. So th- I guess that's not a really a question for the Browns. That's just me sort of asking you what you think of it. I guess with Kareem Hunt, he's going to be gone, right? He's he's gonna be gone. going to be gone. Dearness Johnson is going to be gone. You the don't big, think they might bring Dearness Johnson back if they're lo- if they're losing Hunt? No, because I think that uh, Dearness Johnson before last season signed with Drew Rosenhaus, and I think Rosenhaus tried to drive a pretty t- tough bargain with with that one year deal last year. I don't think they're going to go to – I don't think – they're not going to go back to Rosenhaus and let him drive another deal like this. That's why they drafted Jerome Ford. To me, that's the big deal is Jerome Ford. That's the guy who we could be taking in best ball right now, who we should be targeting in Dynasty to where you know Nick Chubb is getting a little bit up there in age. What is he, 27? Do you have that pulled up? Let's see. Um, Chubb is going to be 27 this year. So – um you know, Jerome Ford is a guy who we didn't necessarily really love at the senior bowl, but do you remember Byron's film evaluation on, on Jerome Ford? Byron yeah. just loved him. And like the more and more I kind of studied and watched the film and stuff. I like Jerome Ford as uh, as, as well. And is if he, that's like a straight up one, two with him and Nick Chubb. and but Chubb I, I mean, up, I feel like
1: him and Chubb are pretty similar kind of I, players. I
0: get it. I, 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 I do get that, but Chubb's going to be, going to be going to be 27 years old. And he's gonna miss games next year. And, and, and dude, in ball, it's like a lock, dude. To take Jerome Ford at the end of these drafts, he's gonna have games where he goes for a hundred yards and two touchdowns.
1: Um, any other? I mean, thing? as far as Hunt goes, I feel like. I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy for him to go elsewhere.
0: Oh I think God, could... me too. The only problem is though, it's like where's he? Where's he go? Where in the league is there right now that just has a wide open? You know. Wide open thing where Kareem Hunt just comes in and he's automatically going to be a guy that commands just a whole ton of volume. There's like no – there's none of those spots left anymore, you know? Especially when you look at the – like there's so many of these free agent running backs this year, man. And there's these free agent running backs that you don't even think about. Like when we talked about like the Devin Singletary's of the world and stuff like this, Benny Snell. It's like there's going to be a a million of these dudes. Speaking of –
1: Pretty good in Miami?
0: Well, that's the – that's like the – I mean, that's probably the dream, right? That's probably the dream. I would love him down there. Um, i i i I'd be a little bit worried about him down there with all the hijinks that he gets into. <laughs> um, okay. So speaking of Benny Snell, I think he's set to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So on to the Steelers. So Benny Snell set to be free. Well, I mean, who else? What Miles Boykin? would geez. Um. It looks like Mason Rudolph probably set to be free. I don't know, man. I just, I don't really know. I'm just, uh, you know, Mitchell Trubisky looks like they can save $8 million by cutting him. I think that's probably going to happen. Um, I'm just for the, with the Steelers, I've just been kind of disinterested in many of their fantasy pieces is from a redraft perspective. I think that my biggest interest is probably George Pickens asking what they saw to him down the stretch this last season. Um, you know what? You know whether they feel like they have a ready-made replacement on the roster for Chase Claypool, or whether that kind of prototype of player is somebody who they are might be looking after in the draft. Like, what did he bring? You know, what are you maybe missing without that guy? Um But I, you know, I don't really know. Maybe I, I, I don't really want. To, I can, I feel like being the, the 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 Steelers are kind of a to be determined team for me for fantasy and it really depends on whether Kenny Pickett can can continue to develop and turn him into an offense that can find itself in scoring position more often
1: yeah I mean I feel like maybe with the running back situation maybe asking if they feel like Najee Harris or how how he handled you know being the bell cow back for another year
0: no, I mean, with
1: I mean, with Jalen Warren behind, I'm mean, behind it. If they, or if they like Jalen Warren, what he was able to accomplish in his rookie season.
0: Yeah, asking about Jalen Warren would be a good thing, but we probably need to tighten up that question because if you asked it, I think Tomlin would look at you like you had an asshole. Oh well, no,
1: I would just, I mean, I'm just spitballing that one, but um,
0: yeah, okay, let's let's move to AFC West. We'll start with the Super Bowl champion Chiefs. Um, yeah, a lot of. I mean, a lot of interesting guys set to be free. McCall Hardman set to be free. Juju is set to be free. Um, it looks like Spot Track has a calculated market value on him of about three years, twenty nine million total. So about thirty three years, about thirty. it's like 10, 10 million bucks a year. Um, but he was good this last season. I'm not sure you bring him back, but I wonder what's going to happen if you don't have Juju back. You don't have McCall Hardman back. All, you know, all of a sudden, maybe no Jerk McKinnon, <laughs> maybe no McKinnon. I it feels like they bring McKinnon back. He was really valuable to them down the stretch. Do you know the question? Do you know the question? I can't wait to ask Andy Reid whether was, uh, whether the ship has sailed on Clyde Edwards. E. Lair. These co- these coaches hate being asked whether about whether the ship has sailed <laughs> on somebody. Do you remember why I asked him about whether? Yeah, asked him whether the the ship has sailed. Yeah. Oh well, look, man. Do, do you remember when I asked about whether the ship had sailed on Lavisca Chenault? Yeah, and I got this uh, Lavisca. You are you kidding me? That the ship sailed on Lavisca. We're gonna, like, like next thing you know, they're trading him away to the Panthers. <laughs> um, but no, like no, like I, like has the ship sailed? Like is like is 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 he done? It felt like
1: they really leaned on Pacheco in that Super Bowl, on mm-hmm. and you know, and to actually pretty
0: successful effect. I want to know also, like, dude, what was Sky more like in practices? What did you see through the course of the season? We saw on special teams. I mean – I mean, Sky more – I mean, I was never completely sold on Sky more like
1: like some people. And I – to me, I feel about Sky more like I feel about, about Xavier Hutchinson in, in, a, in a
0: way. This is going to be a – can they get rid of MVS? Can they finally ditch this dude? Could they cut him? Oh yes, they can cut him. They can save seven million dollars. I don't, don't think they're like, going to cut
1: like, him, but like, they're also, you know, if they're, if they're going to lose Hardman and Juju, cut him. All He'll three be of blind. them are, all three of yes. them gone,
0: dude. Imagine this. Imagine a Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony. Is Justin Ross still on the team? You get Justin Ross going. Justin Watson. Just draft a few Justin other guys. Justin Watson's free agent. Okay, so I guess they can't bring back. Oh, all right, I don't know. Well, here's the why keep MVS just to keep MVS. He stinks. Guy's got bricks for hands, dude.
1: I guess he came up in spots for them. Showed up in spots for them. I feel like they'll feel like they'll need like a you know bigger red zone kind of target. I mean, Moore's a smaller player. Tony's a smaller player. I, I feel like like they're gonna want someone who can be that post
0: the chargers uh looks like i mean deandre carter is set to be free um jaylen guyton a bunch of these dudes hold on michael bandy michael bandy Where, what is the story with because there's all the talk about mike williams and you know, whether they can, you know, with the wide receivers, they can afford to, afford to keep all these guys about the restructure. Um, I guess with Mike Williams, the only, they, they would have to restructure. They can't get out until 2024 with him. What was it with Keenan Allen that was, I want to look at Keenan Allen's contract is there's, you know, there's been talk about them.
1: I mean, what do you mean all these guys? You mean who besides Allen and, and, and Williams?
0: Yeah. So they can, they can't get out of his until 2024 either, but Oh God, they can get, okay. So all the wide receiver talk is all about down the road. What's going to happen because obviously in 2024, whenever (coughs) Keenan Allen is 32 years old, he is going to represent a cap hit of $25.8 million and only 2.7 of that is dead. So Keenan Allen's in his final year here with the Chargers. I think
1: they're going to see what they have in Palmer.
0: Yeah. I I can tell you what they have in Palmer. I can tell you right now. Byron
1: might tell you different.
0: What they have is a jag. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. I don't care what Byron says. I've seen enough. I've seen enough. I'm calling it. I'm calling the race (laughs) that this guy stinks. Um, he doesn't stink, but he's just, he's, he's a, he's a replacement level NFL wide wide receiver, which might be good enough. If you're, if your quarterback, hey, hey, when
1: you're, Hey, when you're lining up next to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, a lot of guys look like Jags
0: or it could make a lot of guys look better. Do you, do you remember the JSN talk that we had? Like, is it what, you know, he didn't look like a Jag when he's lined up next to Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Some people say that he looked better because of that. Right. <laughs> Um, But
1: then again, some people said he didn't, you know, get the target share, the volume that, you know, he might have otherwise.
0: Denver Broncos, new head coach, of course, Sean Payton. Um, uh, That's going to be – that is – I mean, that's, I think, probably the biggest, biggest – I don't know, is that the biggest news that – I mean of the of the I mean Lamar Jackson, Sean Payton's the new coach of the Broncos. I'm trying to think of it's like it's like literally there's storylines all over the place, but those are two those have to be two of the biggest. I'm trying to look. I'm just trying to who are the big who are the big free agents um, here who are fantasy relevant? It's like a bunch are of Are we talking about coaches? No, just the free agents on the on the um on the Broncos.
1: Um it's gonna be the running backs, I think, are the well
0: well, they got Chase Edmonds in the Bradley Chubb trade. Right. Yeah, I mean,
1: so I'm like Mike Boone, Latavis, Mary, Ann, Marlon Mack.
0: Oh, dude, they can save 5.9 million by cutting Chase Edmonds. So uh he is he is going to be cut for sure. Um but yeah, I mean, other than that, I just I mean, questions about questions about the Broncos. My main question is how how is Javante Williams progressing, right? How is this yeah. thing? How is this thing going? Um, is he going to be ready to go to start the season? I think that's the biggest thing that I want to come away with here. You know, I also want to hear Sean Payton. Like, how does he compare? You know, how does he compare some of these wide receivers to the guys that he coached in uh, to the guys he coached in New Orleans? Is Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy like? Could one of them be like a Michael Thomas? Could we, could, could you see one of them getting that kind of volume? You know, I'll be, be, be interested to hear that kind of stuff. Um, okay. And then finally, before we get into the, I mean, I'd be
1: curious to hear about what he thinks about the tight end situation,
0: which is, I mean, the, the, the tight end situation is Greg Dulcich. That's all there is to it. Do you think that Albert O still has any kind of chance to do anything?
1: You would, I would, I think they'd be remiss to give up on him.
0: I I've given up on him. <laughs> Who haven't you given up on in this episode? <laughs> uh, I I haven't given up on Javante Williams. I have not given up on him. Um, okay, Raiders Raiders free agents uh, here. So Amir Abdullah is set to be free. Keelan Cole. Well, I mean Mac Hollins. That's kind of a that's kind of interesting. You know how important is it to bring back Mac Hollins and his his uh, elite blocking skills in his one <laughs> monster game versus the Tennessee Titans. Um, but I, you know, the the big story here is Josh Jacobs. You know, like it, how how big a priority is Josh Jacobs? What did what did he mean to the team? You know, last year, moving forward, you know, well, I think that's a the big, big question, bigger question might be
1: like, do Who's they the are they bringing in veteran quarterback? Or are they drafting or um, bringing? Well, all, in they they mean,
0: all all the national media is going to ask about is about the quarterback st- stuff, and they're I mean they're going to. I think they'll probably be pretty mum on that, you know. But, I mean, I'm
1: saying that is the biggest issue, in my opinion.
0: Oh, sure, sure, sure. I'm talking about the things that I'm going to try and scamper up there and ask these guys about when it, mm-hmm. after all the serious, you know, local beat reporters get done peppering them with all the quarterback questions.
1: Well, maybe ask them, do you think that Foster Moreau showed enough in his, you know, action and um, Waller's Wallerstead to, you bring, know, maintain- bring
0: him back? Role. Because, well, people know because is Foster Moreau free agent. Yeah, he's a free agent. Bring him back. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't, did you trash me? You were the one who always just told me, you are done with Foster Moreau every single Foster week. It's like use don't please. put him on the GFS cheat sheets. Don't talk about. <laughs> I want to know is there
1: is there a winning fantasy team out that there that have that use Foster Moreau? Oh, like in, a millionaire in, in, maker lineup. Places.
0: No, absolutely not. But he was in the optimals. He was in the optimals for like four weeks in a row there. It's so crazy. Um, yeah. So All right. So that'll be the Raiders. Let's talk about Jordan Addison. This, is my, this has been not the toughest evaluation for me, but the toughest sort of slotting. Because I, I rank these guys as I go through the evaluations. And then after a big event like the Senior Bowl, a big event like the Combine, I'll go back through with the new information that's gathered and I'll go back through and I will, um, I'll, you know, freshen them up, you know, like I'll, 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 I'll I'll tweak them. So for me, whenever I watched Jordan Addison, you know, he's a dude who I watched a lot of his pit tape coming out of the 2021 season, because you know, what happened with Jordan Addison at, At Pitt, he won the Blitnikoff Award as a sophomore with Kenny Pickett, right? Then he, he, for his final year in college, he's like, well, I got one more year in college, but I want to make more NIL money than I can here at Pitt, right? And so he opens up his his recruitment. He was a national recruit, of course, as I follow the college landscape. I'm looking into this guy. Even though I didn't watch many Pitt games, you're still, if you just watch SportsCenter at night after all the games are over and everything like that. You, see, you saw all the highlights of him. You were well aware of who this guy was, but whenever he became, you know, he answered, he, he entered the transfer portal, all the big programs all over the nation were on him. It was a huge storyline, and I watched a ton of him then, and I thought he was unbelievable. I mean, I just thought he was an unbelievable prospect. Um, he he reminds me, uh, he he reminded me a lot of Devonte Smith, just because of how um, he's got that same really slender body. As as Devante Smith, that really same just sleek, smooth economy emotion and the way that he gets upfield. I can't tell how fast he is. I'm not. Sh- I am not sure how fast he is. Well,
1: that's one of the questions. It seems there seems to be a lot of discrepancy on how fast he'll run the forty.
0: Yeah, I mean, w- well, would it? Here's the thing. It, the, do you know what would surprise me if he ran something above four or five, and it would surprise me if he ran something below a four.
1: Three six. Anything
0: yeah. in that like anything between four, three, six and four five, I'd be like, Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's kind of what it looks like. He that's kind of what it looks like he runs, you know, because there are runs where you can see of him um sometimes not even with the ball in his hands, but you know, when you would you can see him on some of these post corner routes, with how you know how how fast he, he can get behind the defense, you say, Whoa, whoa, man, like he you know, he he's putting these guys on skates, like. This 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 guy's just flying by them. He was a 2024 four-star recruit as far as his office of market share metrics for this last year. Jordan Addison at USC, um, 17% of the team's receptions, 19% of the team's receiving yards, 19% of the team's receiving touchdowns. A total touchdown uh, or a total production percentage on our meter here at 18%, which is pretty pretty miserable. It, you know that's not good production in the context of that offense, especially when you consider it's, it's a Caleb Williams offense a a dude who people are basically considering you know they're already crowning as the qb1 for the next cycle um but as he said you know he did win a blitnikoff award as a sophomore smooth sleek efficient route runner he broke out as a true freshman which is always awesome um but my question is okay so he was the beneficiary of basically elite level in NFL, you know, quarterback prospect play, at least Kenny Pickett and the Caleb, Caleb Williams. So he's had really good quarterbacks feeding him the football the whole time. Right. Yeah. Why did he, why did he fall off so much at USC? Was that just something about getting acclimated, moving across the country, learning the new system? You know, I, I mean, it's a new offense. It's like everything was already being, everything's still kind of being installed and put together there under Lincoln Riley. Um, you know, how much did that have to do with it? And then the other thing I I, I wondered about is his um he is is he's 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 slight and he's slender and he's slim, right? And with Devontae Smith, though, I could you know I could squint and I could see myself or I could see him winning some of these contested catches at the at the next level because we saw it in college, right? We 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 saw him win basically in every way possible in college. I just looked up the so the contested catch percentage last year. He he had a 22% completion rate in 2022 on balls from Caleb Williams that were contested. He was better in 2021 from Pickett, um, but still not good. He was like 55%. You know when we talk about guys like you know we talk about Jackson Smith and Jigba and whether he can only play in the slot and all the rest of the stuff. And then you talk about is like the, the quarterback's accuracy rating or the, I'm sorry, the NFL Q Q QB rating when targeting him versus man, you, you see the 90% contested catch rate, stuff like that. You're like, I don't have any worries about this. A 22% contested catch rate. I mean, that, that to me is pretty, that to me is pretty, pretty bad. The other uh, underlying metrics. All, all look pretty good. And when I watch him, I just see a, I see a damn ball player. I see a ball player. And I'm just like, man, how can I, you know, how can I get too low on, on ranking this guy? He's so good at the game of football.
1: Well, he's a, he's a, he's a great route runner. I think he's probably one of the best route runners um, we'll see here. And I think that's kind of what differentiates Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, to me, more of an um, imp- um, improviser than Addison maybe. Oh. Yeah,
0: and 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 used a lot in the screen game, whip routes, stuff like that. Um, little Steve Sarkeesian loves drawing that stuff up, and that's and and that's what he did for Devonte. Yeah, Addison. I
1: mean, he's more. I mean, he uses his evasiveness. He uses his route running to get open, and maybe he just didn't face um, as much man and press as you know, some of those other players you were talking about. And I feel like in the situation where he transferred to USC, I think you go to there. The quarterback maybe doesn't trust trust you as much in that first season. There's a lot of, I mean, to me it may it helped him, you know, you know, make some nil money. But as far as you know, his stock, I I, I, I think it was kind of a misstep.
0: I'm not sure because who knows what would happen behind Kenny Pickett at, at Pitt, you know. It could have been just like, man, I'm gonna have it. I'm gonna. Uh, my situation next year is not gonna be like this was this year. Might as well make some cash out of it. I'm always gonna have that, that that 2021 tape. I mean, I think that the I think that the process was good in him deciding to make the make the transfer to USC. I just I don't think he had the year that he was probably expecting to though. Right? Yeah. I'm not sure this like for me. I I don't know how NFL evaluators gonna handle it. I'm not holding this last year against him because this last year wasn't. I mean, it, it wasn't bad. You know, if you watch the games, it wasn't it wasn't bad. He still looks like a hell of a football player. Just as far as his market share numbers, they just they're nowhere near what 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 they were. Um, he also, as you mentioned, do you just want to go over your your eval of him? Because one thing I did like that you mentioned is that his hands um, have seemed to have gotten better every single year. Yeah, they improved every season. And w- and, and and when he's at his best with, with 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 his hands, he's downright magical. Like he's he 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 can catch he can catch some balls. You know, just way, 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 you know, out of the structure of his body that you would just be like, man, there's no way he's ever going to catch that. I, I don't think he's long enough or tall enough to catch that. He's yeah. only what, six foot, 175 or something? That's six the other 175. thing. 175. If, if he doesn't weigh in, I, I, I want to see him weigh in at 180 plus. I really do. That, I, I think that weigh in is going to be big for him. But what I mean,
1: I mean, but we've seen,
0: I mean, like with Smith and
1: with guys like Jalen Waddle. I don't think it's that big of a knock against
0: him. I'd like to see him at 180 plus. I worry about this contested catch stuff and everything like that. And that to me is going to be where I'm going to, t- I, I want to talk about where I have him ranked. Right, but why don't you just give any extra thoughts that you have on his profile, anything that you wrote up in the, in the eval that you think. I mean, you know?
1: little wasted motion. He's got really quick, decisive feet, lighting fast, getting in and out of his breaks and changing his tempo. Um, he's really explosive when he makes his moves. And I think maybe that, that, Helps to mitigate some of that perceived lack of speed. Speed that that may be there for some people. He's really quick to get to his top speed. Yeah. Um, Great like acceleration, makes, right? He's, Great I acceleration. Mean, he's a, a really wide catch radius, despite not being a lanky guy. And he attacks the ball at its high point. Even though I mean, maybe he doesn't do as well in contested catches. He does go get the ball. Um, he lets the ball into his chest.
0: A little bit more often than I'd like. Man, to see. you can, you've complained about that with every guy. This this whole this this group must be a group of body catchers for you, huh? It seems no, like you are. not everybody. I feel like, um,
1: I feel like that wasn't it for Rice. I don't think that. Well, yeah, it was. It
0: was. You said um, about Quentin Johnston. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> I think this year. I think this is the year the body catchers for trash Man.
1: The Year of the Body—that sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not Michael Wilson. I don't think uh, Michael Wilson was the body catcher for me.
0: No, no, no. Michael Wilson's a great hands catcher. He's got yeah. great, 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 great soft
1: Yeah. Um, and well, and what I really like is Addison has a nose for the end zone. Seventeen touchdowns in his Belitnikov season. Yep. Which is really impressive for a player of his,
0: you know, build. For sure. All right, so my deal is I I, I currently have Jackson Smith and Jigba as my wide receiver one in this class. I mean, that's clearly subject to change. I don't think it's going to change, you know. Um, With Jordan Addison and Quentin Johnston, I'm having a really hard time deciding between which one of those guys I like is my wide receiver two. And I think what it's going to be is it's going to be seeing these dudes at the combine – seeing where Jordan Addison weighs in. I look at Jordan Addison and I see a guy who I think is a better football player, but just doesn't have the, doesn't have the, the attributes and the traits that Quentin Johnston does, especially in a class that's so devoid of them that kind of elevates that value for me. And I think that Quentin Johnston does some things really, really well that I really love too. Yeah, I
1: mean, for me, I mean, like if we're talking about a number one receiver on a team, X receiver, I mean, Johnson, Johnson is still that guy for me over, over,
0: all of these guys, but what about? But what about if you're just looking for a guy that's going to come in and be an elite wide receiver for you?
1: I mean, it really it's it could be any of those guys.
0: It's hard. It's hard to rank them. So, like it, for you, is it just a
1: matter of and that's and that's why Johnston gets the leg up because of his.
0: I mean, his just his his, his intangibles. His intangibles or his attributes and his and his and his physical profile. Because well, when, I I mean, I it, when I think intangibles, I think when I think intangibles, I think oh, he's a he's a great guy. He's 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 a he's going to be a great locker room fit. He's going to. No, like I, I think about those things that you can't,
1: that aren't teachable, that just that are that are that are inherent in the in the in the, in the player. I mean, and his build is
0: certainly included in that. So for you, you have you you you, you still at, at, at this point you have, you have you still have Quentin Johnson at the top of the Heat. Yep.